We're changing up the sound for the podcast this week and changing up the lineup, the way things are working. Let us know how it works at the conversation inbox at gmail.com. But we're starting off not with the cutoff at 11. We're starting off with a story that doesn't make any part of the range whatsoever. It actually popped up on Thursday, the 7th of March, and it was a story at number 90 this week, a follow-up to another story basically on the same. We didn't super story it because it didn't make a difference where it would run out, and it came out to be Elon Musk can't name his newborn son, those bunch of letters that he named his son. This coming from a California official. The short answer is because you can't have numbers and symbols in your name for, for California. If you want more details about this, click the link for this week's podcast under the feeds. All links to all stories you mentioned in this podcast, including this one, which doesn't make any range, will be listed there to get further details. But the details you want are what stories are in the top 10? What were the stories that you said were the most conversational Yes, per you, per your decisions on social media. We'll get to that in just one moment here on the Weekly Wrap-Up with Jacob and Payne. This is for the week ending May the 9th, 2020. And welcome to the show. My name is Jay Cleveland Payne. The show is called The Weekly Wrap-Up. This podcast is a culmination of something we call The Conversation Project. That is something run by me and a few friends to make sure that we are actually talking about the more conversational stories out there in the world. And yes, the world, because it goes on the internet and people from around the world are listening and chiming in on social media. And it's really simple to do that. You just follow us on social media, follow our project and its feeds, look for This Is A Conversation on Facebook and look for TH underscore conversation on Twitter. And it's that simple. What you're going to see is about every 50 minutes throughout the day, 24-7, we're going to post a link to a news story from various different sources. There may be some that you love, maybe some that you hate. It's maybe some that even we feel are a bit skeptical, but we're going to give you the sources. You will see what's going out there and you get a chance to react to the stories that come out there. Sometimes they're trending. Sometimes they take a while to get there. But as you respond to the stories, they get a bigger score for the week. So just like them, love them, hate them, share them, engage with the stories, the links as they pop up in your feed. And we find out on the end of the week, if we go from Friday to Friday, which stories are actually the top stories this week. And we'll have some discussions. In the third segment, we talk about some of the things that got a little hinky in the adding and subtracting. We'll talk more about the format changes in that segment. Actually, talk more about them in the second segment in in a bit because it makes a difference for that. But the first segment, we'll go through the top 10 stories, counting down from 10 to 1, so you see which stories in succession are the ones that were more popular for everyone this week. We did a bit of a switch for the second segment. We are getting rid of the bottom five. We are still keeping the almost irrelevant story, which is the bottom one. But we're going back to the almost then, the, the almost in there, the, the stories from 11 through 15 that didn't quite make the top 10. And we'll go through them pretty much as quickly as we did with the bottom five. We'll give you the quick context and go from there. And we'll do a longer read for the story at the bottom because sometimes it's just a late story that doesn't come in. And we'll, like I said, we'll explain more about why we came to this decision moving forward in the third segment. Third segment, we'll talk about the numbers, how things were engaging, what you guys seem to be into, and if there's anything that really was a problem, how we solved it. By the way, we will let you know right now, we do have a tie in the top 10. So that's there as it is. And this was a one of those better Facebook weeks of more people responding on Facebook than the norm, but still not massive like it was a few weeks ago. But we'll get into those much later. 
Like we say, this story, this podcast, this whole shebang is powered by you. For more information on that, check out our website, thisistheconversation.com, and click on Partnerships so you can see how you can help us out. And if you are subscribed to any of our media out there, just click on the link for any of the various ads out there. They are all ads that we get a little percentage from, so check them out. If they can take care of you, they'll take care of us indeed. And we can take care of anything that's offline, have any conversation you want to by going to the email or emailing us, the conversation inbox at gmail.com, and let us know what we can do, questions we can answer, or things we can do to do better or sometimes worse, because sometimes people ask for worse. That's a weird thing, but it's what they do. So let's get into the countdown for this week. Starting off with the story, as we always do, story at number 10 this week. Here's your headline. New Mexico governor orders roads closed to city of Gallup in effort to stop coronavirus spread. Fox News gave us that story. We posted on Friday the 1st of May, and it is what it is. Now, when we brought this up earlier, this did come up in the uh, newsletter this week in the eight things to talk about uh, coming in for Monday's newsletter. And it's a situation where New Mexico has a serious issue, especially in the city of Gallup or people in that general area. So what they did was something similar to what they did in Wuhan and what they sort of did immediately in New York City. And they shut down travel in and out of the city. They basically put down a, a lockdown on this one city for people coming in and out so that there wouldn't be so many people coming in to get infected and coming out to infect more people. And this is a situation that is something that's, uh, well, it's more common than you would think across the nation. We just happen to have a headline that popped this one up because Gallup has been in the news nationwide as a big spot for New Mexico. But there are plenty of places around the nation and in the world where they've shut people off from civilization just to sort of try to sort things out. Check out the link for the actual story to go deeper into what they did with it. But they basically shut down the city so that they could keep the virus contained to the city. That story, by the way, it got a bump in response from the 11 story, from the story uh, behind it, by 2.35%. That means that many more people interacted with that one story than the story that barely missed the top 10. Moving on quickly to the number nine story this week. We have been lax on Trump stories lately, uh, but um, this time Trump found a way to get himself into the podcast again. And this is one that was a bit of an oddity in the whole situation of the oddities. Uh, The headline for number nine, Trump to take questions in Fox News virtual town hall at Lincoln Memorial amid coronavirus recovery. Sunday, the 3rd of May, we got that one bump response of 2.35% again. So here's what happened here. And I'll give a little extra commentary to what what went on throughout the rest of the week. So on on Friday or somewhere in the weekend, they announced that Trump was going to do a town hall, just like he did uh, about a month ago with Brett Baer. Well, Brett Baer was on the grounds of the White House with Donald Trump and um. Sorry, I can't remember the uh, the other anchor's name was in the studio. Martha McCollum, I believe. This time, both anchors were close to each other and not as close to Donald Trump uh, for the town hall that was taped in front of the Lincoln Memorial. Actually, it was live. The questions they had were all taped and brought in so they could play them as they needed to. And they stood in, or sat in front of Abe Lincoln sitting there in his chair. 
It was weird. It was wild. If you follow Donald Trump, love him or hate him, you have to uh, understand that his mode of speech is you give him a question and he kind of rambles for much longer than he probably should. And that's what he did. He gave some answers to some questions that weren't so much partisan and weren't so much probing, but they were straight, straight up questions. And then he gave, in my opinion, and it's my opinion, not answers. The next night on Monday night, they aired a, a interview. I, I don't know when it was taped. I think my play taped early in the morning. Uh, the day that Trump was was out there touring the mask factory where he didn't wear the mask, of course, they taped the interview. David Muir of ABC News taped the interview the same general thing. They sat on stools. They were apart. They did their thing. He gave another uh, response, batch of odd responses, which are more or less normal towards how he answers questions, but not exactly coherent for people looking for real answers. So the people who support Trump are calling his transparency a great thing. People who aren't supporting Trump are calling his incohesiveness a not-so-great thing. But we're finding that Donald Trump is finding ways to put himself on TV regardless of what's going on out there. Now, that one I'm going to back away from and not let anything go, go here on that one before we get too much on that. But Donald Trump made his way onto the television in a couple of really big interviews this week and may or may not have put his foot in his mouth in some of the things he said. A lot of that is based on your side of the partisan angles. Let's move to the story at number eight this week, which got a lot of response and hung around a long time, just like the other two stories. This one posted on Monday the 4th, though. Uh, That's got a bump response of 9.2%. And this is something that's been a long time coming, about a decade, actually. Twilight companion novel, Midnight Sun, coming from Stephanie Meyer. Uh, As we said, this one's been a long time coming, about a decade since the big phenomena that was Twilight. And this is a new novel from the perspective of Edward the Vampire. So we'll see what happens, you know, in Happily Ever After or not so after uh, in the lives of the vampires, probably more vampires than the wolves going forward. Me, not a Twilight fan. Me, don't particularly care, but you, you do. And it's not about me. It's about you. You found this story conversational. That's why it's in the top 10. As we said, to make sure your stories get here or don't get here. It's all based on the engagement that you see. So if you see a story in the feed that you think needs some love, we don't really know where they show up. We'll explain more about how you can kind of gauge what's there. You can follow us on Facebook. This is a conversation. Follow us on Twitter, TH underscore conversation, and then just engage with the stories. The more engagement, the higher the score comes. And when we cut it off from Friday to Friday, we see how things will roll. And apparently, you guys have been waiting for some more Twilight, or maybe what you're waiting for is more Fifty Shades of Grey, because that's basically based off Twilight fan fiction. You guys can talk that one out, and you can, I guess you can bring it up with me if you want to. Go to the email me at the conversation inbox at gmail.com. Sure, we'll talk about it. Next two stories are a virtual tie. That means we, add, of course, we add the Twitter and the Facebook scores when they're rounded up, and they come up with a full score, so everything's lined up. These guys came in exactly with a 1.01% bump in response from the number eight story. At number seven, the skim cuts 20% of staff amid coronavirus pandemic posted on Saturday uh, a a little bit later than the story before. Uh, This is the other story at number six. Carmen Electra's Pornhub searches skyrocket after last dance appearance. Yeah, also on Saturday the 2nd. As we said, we break the ties by going to the younger story. 
The Carmelecta story was posted much later in the evening as opposed to the Skim story posted much earlier in the morning. That story's younger, so it got to the number faster, even though they literally were on the same day with a difference of about uh, seven or eight hours in them being posted. Let's talk about number seven first. The Skim is a newsletter that has been uh, pretty popular that was founded by two ladies, two former journalists. They're still journalists, but two former people that worked for the mainstream journalism, and they found a way to produce a daily newsletter with good news and funny, quirky stories that were aimed at professional women. It's it's a newsletter that I subscribe to. It's one that my wife actually sh- sort of showed me because I've been doing newsletters for forever, and it's one that's very good. Unfortunately, the economy is making newsletter writers and news people uh, non-essential because a lot of folks aren't spending advertising, aren't making money. They cut 20% of their staff uh, last week to sort of try to keep things going and keep things up. Many other newsletters and many other upstarts and many other type of jobs like this also seeing cuts as well. And some of the major publications and, of course, many newspapers, you remember those things, are literally dying among the coronavirus because it just can't sustain what's going on. This is a sad thing for all of us who love information for a guy making a podcast about information. It's a sad thing. A guy who produces a newsletter every day that he worries about his subscribers getting done. It's a sad thing to go. And so we'll see when the economic turnaround for this happens, It'll happen sooner or later, just hopefully it's more sooner. And whether this will be a boon again to journalism and things like online newsletters. Now, number seven, number six story, I should say, is an interesting one. Carmen Electra uh, made an appearance in the Last Dance uh, documentary on Michael Jordan. And she made the appearance because she was attached to Dennis Rodman, who was a really big deal as a part of that final season of the Bull, a final season that Michael Jordan played with the Bulls and with the Bulls for a good period of time. So them as a duo made a big deal. Now, Dennis Rodman, of course, has his own things going on. But the fact that Carmen Electra showed up somehow sparked a large search for her her acting, air quotes, uh, through the Pornhub site. I don't have any commentary on that one other than, okay, I guess. Those two stories, of course, a tie. If you want to know more about why that happened, we'll talk more about that in the third segment when we go over numbers and stats. Now let's get to the story at number five this week. Today's show stars Hoda Codby and Savannah Guthrie apologize to Matthew McConaughey. Uh, this uh, happened on well, we po- this happened on Friday. We posted the story on Saturday, uh, the second of May. It gets a bumpy response from the number six and seven of five point twenty one percent. And why did they apologize? Why were they beating down on Matthew McConaughey? What did Matthew McConaughey do to Hoda Kotb and Savannah Guthrie? Well, nothing. And it was all kind of silly. What happened was before they went on the air, uh, it was an open mic moment, uh, but not, not open mic over the air per se, but open mic for McConaughey. He could hear their mics going through as they got waiting for the the break to come to finish of them basically gushing over the guy, just talking about how cute and adorable he was. And um, they then they realized that he heard them and they apologized for being so schoolgirly and, and childish, to be honest, which is weird. He, you know, took it in stride, said, thank you, moved on. But there's a lot worse things that have been said about people in open mic moments that people have had to kind of bristle up and just kind of deal with as the interview went. This one was really, really tame, really silly. But you guys got a, got a little tizzy 
tickle out of it as well. So I'm glad you guys brought it up, or I'm glad I brought it up because you guys seem to love it. You made it a number five story this week. Number four story, increasingly desperate Alex Jones says he will eat and kill, I'm sorry, kill and eat, I must say that properly, his neighbors. Uh, Friday the 1st of May, we got that one out there, a slight bump in response of 2.97% from the five story. As we say, the links to all of these stories are at our website. Go to the website, click on the feeds, click on the feed for the weekly wrap-up so you can see the podcast links, and look for the show for this week. It is for the the 9th of May, 2020, that is 5-9-2020. Sometimes it get confusing. Uh, but uh, you basically just need to read the article to get the gist of it uh, and actually see him, because there's video, say these words. Basically, what he's saying is if things get really bad in this coronavirus things and we're down to, you know, man, mano, mano, like in real sense, he's going to go out there and pop his neighbors and he'll cook them up for his kids because he's going to take care of his kids. Even that means eating your ass. And he's said that a few times in the clip. Mm, okay, but the, the, the thing that really got the attention of the people out there conversating back and forth is the fact that the increasingly desperate part People don't know that Alex Jones is still on the air in some sort, although it's mostly Internet stuff and people have to go looking for him. Uh, people just don't know he's still out there spouting Alex Jones's And it's all insanity when he's talking about, you know, survival of the fittest and eating his, his neighbors. It gets him some attention. And for him, any attention is good attention. But it also shows that there's still way too much crazy out there, even in this time of way too much crazy like i said go to the website and click the link for this so you can see the story being played out the number two story i'm sorry number three story this week coronavirus new york city to open streets to pedestrians as the weather warms posted on friday the first as well bump in response from the number four story of 1.92 percent this is what's basically happening across the nation where the weather's getting warmer, weather's getting nicer, although this weekend there's a nor'easter or a, 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 a bomb cyclone that's going to happen uh, in the northeast. So Mother's Day might not be so great for the mothers up there right now on top of being quarantined. Uh, but the weather's getting nicer. So New York is doing what it can to allow more pedestrians to wander in the streets or, or basically all pedestrians as they're not quite opening full shop. But they're doing what they can to make sure that more people can get out and meander. Uh, you're going to see that wherever you are, because I'm sure wherever you are, there's some sort of lockdown or curfew happening and some sort of limit, limited access to various things. So New York is taking the lead on this as they are actually seeing their numbers decrease, even though there is an increase nationwide. Current stats for coronavirus happen to be about 78,000 deaths and about 1,298,000,000 confirmed cases at the moment. And I don't really know if they really wipe, if a case, if somebody clears up, if they wipe them down or they just stay there. One would think they would erase them after someone recovers fully from that. But that's something I guess no one's, I've not heard anyone ask. That's a good question to know. But right now, New York is one of many places looking to get things open again. And right now, they're trying to make it so that people can walk in the streets. And if you're used to seeing pictures of New York City, you're used to seeing crowded streets, which is a part of its charm, which is not going to be all that charming for some time. I asked you to go to our website and click the link for this week's podcast so you can see 
Alex Jones talking about eating your ass. Y- yes, he said that. But you also need to go to the website to hear. No, no, you don't have to go to the website to hear this. Headline for story number two. I wonder what's inside your butthole is the song of the summer. And yes, I've after what I said about Alex Jones, this sounds like a weird thing, but this is a grand thing. This is a good thing. In fact, it's so good. It's the number one Facebook story this week. It gets a bumpy response from the number three story of 96.23%. And I'm going to set this up, and then I'm really going to set you up for a bit of joy. Now, the backstory on this one is I got to see a few other stories on this after, you know, sometimes stories take a while to grow. Um, basically, there's a a pretty good, well-known songwriter in the business who has a has a child. And because a child is young and because child, young children don't want to go to bed on time, uh, she did a little stalling trick. And because her mother is a famous songwriter and she has a bit of musical talent, apparently, she came up with this song as a way to stall for bedtime. And because this is when it is, uh, we pull out our phones and we record our children doing these cute, quirky things instead of the spankings that I got for doing the same things that my parents called stupid. So without further ado, we're going to play for you the original song, I Wonder What's Inside Your Butthole. I wonder what's inside your butthole. I wonder what's inside your butthole. Maybe there's astronauts and maybe there's aliens all inside your butthole. What's inside your butthole? I always want to know what's inside your butthole. I always want to know what's inside your butthole. So, yeah, that happened this week, and you guys loved it, just like I loved it as well. To make sure that we get all the credit that where it should do, because we don't want nobody pulling us a, a lawsuit on us, Lisa Shimmy, who uh, is, um, a like I said, a, a pretty big deal in the songwriting world, uh, filmed her daughter and put it on Twitter. And the article that we have was more about the song and people doing parodies or doing, uh, as they said, covers of the song. Various people, various famous people saw the song, had nothing going on in their coronavirus quarantine and decided to cover this one in which one person says it's not quite as good as the original, but it, they never are. And that is true. We thank you so much, Lisa Shami, for allowing us to borrow your kid and ask the question, which, trust me, we are all asking. We wonder what is inside your butthole. So with that, we go to the fanfare. That is the story at number one. We give it all the hype that we can possibly give it, uh, if not more. And if there is more, we find ways to give more of that hype. The story came down to us on high, and we put it into the feed on Friday, the 1st of May. It is the top Twitter story this week. It is the, of course, highest ranking story. It is a bumper response from the number two story on wondering what is inside your butthole by, on that level, 117%. Oh, yeah. We're on that track today. From the story at number 10, which was New Mexico governor shutting down the city of Gallup, 432%. And for the almost irrelevant story of the week, which will give you the headline coming up in the second segment, it's bumper response, 11,225%. The headline reads like this, Jordan Cox dead, former whole K.R. and Warrington Wolves forward dies at age 27. We pulled this from the Standard of UK, their website. And because it is about the hockey, it's not one that I know that much about. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to go ahead and read the story to you guys as much of the story as possible from there. 
and just kind of wrap it up from there because I can't give much commentary other than the fact that a guy dying so young is a tragedy on its own. And of course, like I said, this is a worldwide thing. So people around the world have a love for Jordan Cox or for the game of rugby. So that is why he made such a resonating hit. And this thing lasted the whole span of the week. So apparently it was that important to you guys. So let's go ahead and read some lines from the standard and the article they wrote. And I don't believe there's been any updates in the article. That is, I will let you know as I read along with it. Rugby league forward Jordan Cox, formerly of Hull KR and Warrington, has died at the age of 27. The Rugby League Benevolent Fund announced news of Cox's death, saying it occurred, quote, at home in Hull in circumstances believed to be non-suspicious and not related to current public health situation, unquote, on that one. Cox started his career with hometown club Hull KR and went on to play for Warrington, Sheffield, York, and Doncaster. KR's owner, Neil Hudgel, paid his ter- tributes to Cox, saying, quote, Jordan's passing has come as a terrible shock to us all at the club. I last saw him on a reserves game and exchanged a few jokey one-liners with him. Jordan always seemed to be full of life and spirit, and his loss is so sad. I'd like to express my sincere condolences to his mom, girlfriend, and family at this awful time. In the quote, Warrington Chief Executive Officer Carl Fitzpatrick said, and this is his quote, During his brief spell at Warrington, Jordan was an incredible, incredibly popular member of the team and a real character in the dressing room. He will be sorely missed by everyone at the club and in the rugby league family. Our deepest condolences go out to Jordan's family and friends at this devastating time. And with that, our condolences go out to Jordan Cox's family and his friends at this time. We hope they are able to grieve him as best as possible even with the current situation, uh, we know the rugby league, uh, we know that sports leagues are very, very tight and people love their sports stars, whether it's a minor sport or a major sport. And so a lot of people, just like you guys showed in this, the love for Jordan Cox. So once again, condolences going out to his family and his friends for the loss. With that, we'll just go ahead and transition into preparation going forward. In the next segment, we go back to the Almost rands that are the stories that were not quite top 10 material and give you the almost irrelevant story of the week, which was definitely not top 10 material because it's at the very bottom of the list. It is listed this week at number 193. So we will see what it is, maybe a little bit of why it is, in a few moments here on the weekly wrap up with Jay Cleveland Payne. This is for the week ending May the 9th, 2020. We've been working on the website to make things more clear, more accessible, more organized, to be honest. And in the process, we have learned a few things about ourselves and the power that you guys have. And we thank you guys for all the power that you give us to do these things and being a part of what's going on. So I'm going to take this time to quickly hype that you can help power this thing by going to this is the conversation.com slash partnerships and click the link at our website. And that way you can find ways to partner with us mostly via Patreon or buying me literally a cup of coffee at a time. But a lot of the new newer features on the website are really, really cool. Uh, we knew you no longer go straight to the website to see the full feed where it gets really, really busy. 
So what you have to do is go to the website and click on the feeds, and what you'll see is links to the various feeds. The main feed, of course, is the weekly wrap-up. This podcast here gives you all the podcasts in order so you can see them there. We also have eight things to talk about. If you're not subscribed to that newsletter, you can go to the website, click the link, and see what's happening Monday through Thursday mornings as we post the previous days or literally days from Monday we do Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the previous top stories that people will be talking about if they were going to work in a working setting. These are just, I guess, now chatting to each other in these times. So you can see links to that. We're also reviving, again, a chance to give you a chance to really be involved in conversations and win cash. We are putting in the quick surveys, and you're going to see a lot of them pop up here and there for chances to win various denominations of gift cards at various places. We're basically in beta test right now, so we'll kind of manage what we're giving away from the get-go. But your chance to win right now $10 gift cards is as simple as going to the website, clicking on the quick survey, and answering it. And last week, we had the quick survey question of better telephone songs, songs involving a telephone, and you guys voted overwhelmingly for Mr. Telephone Man by New Edition, which popped up because I heard it on the radio that morning. And so that's where the question came from. And apparently you all heard the same song because it was an earworm for the world, apparently. So that was a test run. We have some people winning from that one. But going forward, we'll have more of those questions and your chance to win there as well. If you want to help me fund these operations, click on partnerships at the website and you can see how to help partner up with us. The biggest way you can help us out and partner is to share the podcast and have more people listening to the podcast, which generates money as well. And of course, clicking on any single ad you see in any of our venues because they are affiliate links that give us a little piece of what the action from there. They We bring in the sale. We get a little cut. We all are taken care of. But the main thing I want you to do is check out the website. This is a conversation.com and check out all the new features. Let me know about the newer look, the cleaner look, how things are working out and give me feedback. That, of course, is the conversation inbox at gmail.com. But check it out. The website is this is the conversation.com, the home for the conversation project. We're doing some cleaning up for the spring and hopefully you will enjoy it. This podcast has had more than a few iterations in its three-year run. We hit three years of this podcast uh, two weeks ago, and we didn't really celebrate it because I didn't realize until after I had published it and went on to do other things. So I congratulate you guys for sticking with this this format of the podcast for the past three years. It's been in different other formats for about a year and a half before that as it was turning into what it was going to be. But we've had various iterations based on essentially what I feel, what input I get from you guys, what seems to make more sense. And so we're doing some changing again. We are hoping to go back to the brackets game format in the middle of the game, in the middle of the podcast. Until we can make that work out, we're going for the moment to do the almost rants, the stories from 11 to 15 and the almost irrelevant story of the week. So quickly into those stories, starting off with the story at number 11. Sam Lloyd, actor on Scrubs, dies at 56, barely missed it into the top 10. As we said, it, that story was 2.35% less responsive than the story before that. So it, it, or it, it was just barely, barely out of the top 10 range. Otherwise, we'd be talking about that instead of New Mexico shutting down the city of Gallup. But Sam Lloyd, the actor on Scrubs, and actually a, prairie, a fairly popular 
actor in the community and also very into things as character acting. He was Ted, the lawyer who was always being beaten up and beaten around on Scrubs, died this week at the age of 56. Story at number 12, Pompeo says enormous evidence connects virus to Wuhan lab. Bloomberg gave us that one. We posted that on Sunday, the 3rd of May. Oh, by the way, he posted Sam Lloyd on Saturday, the the 2nd, if I didn't say that. Uh, Pompeo, that is Mike Pompeo, the Secretary of State, is uh, hyping up the, the story that President Trump is hyping up that Wuhan actually is the source of the of the virus that we're dealing with. And not only is the source, but they did it kind of on purpose. Uh, it was it's not it didn't come from a guy biting a, a, a bat and having the virus mutate. It came from a lab experiment, some sort of biological weapon that got out by mistake. He says or he said there's enormous evidence connecting this to a lab. He said it a lot of times. China said, OK, then show us the evidence. He stopped saying that there was evidence. I don't think he stopped believing it or trying to push that, but he's not presenting any evidence. Number 13, AMC theaters and Regal Cinema will no longer show universal movies like Fast and Furious and Jurassic World. Games Radar is our source of the story. Friday the 1st is the day we posted this one. And this one is an interesting one because this is not about Fast and Furious and Jurassic World. It's actually about Trolls. Now, a few weeks ago, Trolls World Tour was released on whatever they're calling it now, basically on-demand access, because you can't go to a movie theater, but they did want to delay the this, this story, so they allowed it to go straight to straight to access, straight to pay-per-view, straight to there, uh, at the pretty high price that you'd pay for something like that. This is not the first time this has happened, but it's the first time it's happened for a major release and for a big movie like this, and many other movies are going to go and are doing the same things or have done the same things. A lot of movies are out there that you can see uh, direct access right now. But the success of Trolls making so much money on the front end is having more than a few movie chains rethinking their hold on to, to putting on Universal movies in the window. So these two theaters are just two more theaters that have this week decided they're not doing any more Universal movies because of the success of Trolls. We'll see if that backs down when theaters open up again and people want that full experience. At number 14, a woman fell 115 feet to her death after posing for a cliffside photo to celebrate the end of a lockdown. Saturday, the 2nd of May, we posted that one. The Insider is the source of that one. You want to go deeper into that one? Click the link for this, the podcast and read that story because the headline is pretty self-explanatory. And along those lines, number 15, adults in Spain get a bit of sunshine as coronavirus lockdown partially lifts. This is more along the lines of the story we had about New York City making it more amenable for pedestrians now that they're lifting their lockdown protocols. Same thing happening in Spain. Same thing's happening around the world. People are starting to get a bit stir crazy. And so they have to open things up and have to open up economies as well. So people are out trying to do what they can to enjoy what's going on as the weather on the northern part of the world is starting to get to the warmer sense again. And the almost relevant story of the week, story at 193 with this headline, yes, websites really are starting to look more similar. We pull that from a site called The Conversation. They've been around a bit longer than we are, so they have the clout, but we have blue colors. They have red colors. Uh it on Thursday, the 7th of may so this one is a newer story which is why mostly what happens with the stories that are almost relevant are newer stories 
fresh enough that they don't get a chance to get traction. I don't think this one will get much traction because it didn't seem all that interesting after we cut it off and saw what went there. And I'm not going to read this one because the story is actually a bit long, or it is not a bit long. It is long and a bit convoluted, but it basically states the obvious that many websites are essentially turning into clones of themselves because what is popular is popular. You see this on, if you're big on YouTube, you see how all the thumbnails seem to all ape each other and how if one thing changes slightly, everybody jumps on the same change. Same things happen for websites. Now, they went and did some data search on what they call the Russell 1000, the top U.S. businesses by market capitalization, looked at all their websites uh, because there's, of course, over a billion websites out there. But they looked at basically every major and uh, a lot of the mid-market websites for businesses as they present to you and me and found that most of the websites have a extremely similar feel, if not more or less clones of each other. Go deeper into the story to find out why this is, but check it out. The conversation is a great source that we use for a lot of things, and they just happen to have a name that popped up when I was building the conversation originally. I didn't steal from them, and like I said, our bubble is blue, their bubble is red. That makes sense, right? In just a second, we'll go to the stats, the numbers, how things worked out, how things boiled up, and how you really reacted to things, and explain more of the changes and why I came to the decision to go ahead and implement them at this time. That's on the weekly wrap-up show with Jay Cleveland Payne for the week ending May the 9th, 2020. So before I went on unexpected hiatus to building this, uh, we were on a pretty good clip of getting things in and keeping track of how we're doing things, especially with contacting and talking with ahead of time these podcasters we were going to have the spotlight with so they knew what was going on and it didn't come as a shock that this random podcast was was putting them out there in their feeds. And this podcast this week, Doing the Favor, was one that I was actually very, very interested in getting into, but something happened. Two things actually happened. Number one, as I got closer to this one being on deck, uh, the subject matter that it's about, you know, started to kind of fade in my head, which is professional wrestling. And I love professional wrestling, but with the COVID-19 stuff and all the, the ways you can't do live events, gotten kind of bored with it. So it, it's just sort of weird. But then it popped up as the next one. So I want to be fair to the guys in the podcast. And number two, it just is an odd kind of duck for the podcast so that I'm promoting but it is what it is it's called doing the favor and it's at doing the here's how they describe themselves join eric and barry as they discuss all things pro wrestling including matches merch personalities and action figures the guys cover wwe aew wwc and even take it back to the old school nitro days each week's legwork segment features their adventures on the never-ending quest to build the perfect figure collections and, of course, new episodes drop every Tuesday. So if you're into professional wrestling, this is a podcast that you may not have heard of because it kind of snuck up on me. But And there's a lot of podcasts out there. Mostly popular ones are by either wrestlers or famous people around wrestling. This is one that's extremely interesting, really good. These guys do a good job putting it together. And a lot of it is around, yes, the merch, the toys. So if you're into the merch and toys, these guys have a little something for you there. So check them out at doingthefavor.com. 
doingthefavor.com. Or, of course, search for them wherever your favorite pods are cast. They're probably out there. Doing the Favor podcast is the Spotlight podcast for this week. So let's talk about the total engagement for the week because of the number two story and a little girl asking the question that we all wanted to know, what is inside your butthole? We had a really large Facebook response, and I will say that I sort of seeded this this way. I figured this was a story that would pick up on that route, and it did. We got an engagement of 13.69%. So it's not super casualistic, expelladocious out of the way, but it is it is bigger than normal. So that means that the Twitter engagement, Twitter action, interaction, words I have problems these days, is 86.31%, making that a total of 100% of total engagement. Now, for the top 10 stories, uh, we did a little dif- different sort of uh, uh, at addition, a different sort of metrics for the stories we, t- we put in. The top 10 stories were about 20%, 19.84% of the interaction all week. But because we didn't do the bottom, the bottom five, we only did 11 through 15. Those stories that almost hit it were 5.69%. So... The top 15 stories getting about 25% of all the engagement throughout the way. Oh, yeah, I I did tell you the engagement rate. Oh, no, the actual engagement rate for the almost relevant story is 0.06. So there you go. And that story is even for that. Well, it's a whole lot, a whole lot less than the the story above it. Trust me, it's. It, it really didn't get much traction on that end. Uh, the tie we had, as we said, we add the scores up for Facebook and Twitter. Uh, we weigh them out so they're even on their ends and then put the score in there. So we have a raw sc- a total score. That's the total score. And it just so happened that we had the tie, and that was the story with the skim cutting jobs and Carmel Electra making Pornhub's job a little bit harder this week. And about the... Uh, Almost rands, the 11 through 15. As we said, that was something we had in the past in various iterations. It turned to to make the contrast of what we had at top 10. It was the stories that we basically missed. So we're going back to that because the contrast with the bottom five aren't really working for me. Uh, There's more contrast with the stories that were almost popular enough to be top 10 than the stories that were nowhere near. So to make the shifting, to make the split, to do the tease, I'm just going to a story that I'm picking more or less out of a quick look for stories that I liked this week that didn't get much traction. The fact that it was a number 90 was just sort of randomish. And as I said, if if it were a bigger story, we may have turned that into a super story. We, we announced Elon Musk having the baby or his wife or his girlfriend having the baby. And then Elon Musk naming the baby and then Elon Musk being told he can't name the baby what he named the baby. So the stories combined would have raised the stakes, but nowhere near to top 15 level, nowhere near where it meant anything. So we left that story as it was, because the most important thing was the fact that California said, no, Elon, you cannot name your baby, blah, 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 dash 12, which is kind of interesting, I believe. And if you think it's interesting, well, next time you need to put more engagement into it so it makes a higher score. And it's very simple to do that. You just go to your social media feeds that you go to already. I know you're bored with coronavirus stuff and you're still surfing your your internets for something that's more than just memes and just basically getting memes. But since you're finding those memes, in between we have a story. Every single 50-minute interval, which is not an hour, I don't know why I said that, 
But every 50 minutes, we post a link to a news story from various different sources. And the story headline is something that catches your attention that you think needs some attention. Number one, read the story. Number two, like the story or hate the story or or care the story or share the story or talk about the story or respond to the story. The more engagement you give to the story on either platforms, the higher the, the engagement number comes into the feed. And we bring the numbers together and we put them up and we come up with a ranking from here. Now, a little bit of an extra thing that I almost forgot about I need to put into here. Part of the reason why we had a shorter list of, of stories is because we actually cut off the list uh, a little bit after midnight on Friday. We didn't let it go all the way to the morning to five o'clock in the morning when you usually cut it off because the numbers didn't make any sense. Now, in going in the future, if I go longer, if, if there's a story that pops up overnight or very early that does make a big splash, we will let you know here in this segment where we go over the things that may or may not have been all that hinky. But just for just to make it easy and simpler, we trimmed off some of the stories on the tail end and we had some some days where we got a little busy and missed out. That's why the total of 193 is there. We're going to tweak some things so that we're going to sift out a lot of the other things like the questions and the newsletter hits and the sponsorship things. So the numbers will balance out to a solid number. We'll see how that works out. Make sure that we're not putting too many anything to throw off the numbers as there are. But we had 193 as per this recording, different responses that were recorded. We just happened to cut off a couple hours worth of them on the tail end. So that made the the, the bottom one even more distinct because it was at the bottom. And there were other stories that were newer that didn't rake as low and there you go no one really cares about that but me but i want to make sure that all the stats are there so we know what's going on uh, we thank you so much for listening to the podcast we thank you so much for all that you guys do we also have to give extra special thanks because we use someone's content to lisa schuma uh her uh, at twitter handle is at lisa rafael and thank you so much for putting her daughter up for the world to see and making a phenomena right now that video has eight Point zero five million views of people wanting one. I'm not going to stop saying it. What's inside your butthole? There you go. So we're going to stop asking that question. I am going to stop asking because I have to close the show now. Thank you so much for joining us for the show. Remember, the show is powered by you. So you want to help us keep things going. Go to our website and click on partnerships or this is conversation.com slash partnerships or Patreon. You can find how you can partner with us. Click on any link to any ad you see. And if it's something that you buy from there, it's an affiliate link. We get a small piece from that. It helps pay for things as well. But the most important way you can basically support us is by bringing in more people to support us, bring more people in. It's not pyramid scheme stuff. We're actually looking for more people to engage with the podcast and with the feed so we have bigger conversations and better conversations going forward. So share the podcast with other like-minded people. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast. If you don't know where to subscribe to it, just Found us on a lark, go to our website, this is the conversation.com, and click on the podcast link, subscribing link, so you can see where you can subscribe to the podcast. Or just search for us in your favorite podcatcher. We're probably there. And if you're listening to us, a veteran, if you will, go ahead and subscribe to us. Don't just keep looking for us out there. We're where you need to be. The counts in the in the subscriber count also helps us as well. You can email the show or me pretty much at the conversation inbox at gmail.com. And we can talk about pretty much anything you want to uh, within bounds of reality. You just want to chit chat. And some days my job is just to sit here and listen to what you want to say. So we can chit chat on pretty much anything you want to 
and find out more information about the other objects, things going on, and other things that might be inside my, oh, I'm not going to say it. Uh, find out more about what else I have going on at jclevenpain.net. As I just said, I'm Jay Cleveland Payne, and this was the weekly wrap-up. Thank you so much for joining us for this show. It's all about you. You power it in more ways than one, and we can't get a, we can't get a rundown. We don't know what to talk about unless you tell us. So be around. Be around the feed, see what's going on, and find out next week what you're going to tell me to talk about as the top 10 stories for the week. Top 10 conversational stories for actual people having conversations. Thank you again. We will see you next week.